0: Ages ago, long before I was born, we lived underground. Everyone had guns. But the overseer wouldn't let us explode anything, not even a hand grenade. We left and wandered the wastes. They were savages with knives. We blew them up with frag mines and grenades, burned them with flamethrowers. According to some of the loading screen text, the boomers are said to be xenophobic tribals armed with even more firepower than the gunrunners. No one ventures into or out of their heavily guarded lands. Now, the character that you heard talking at the beginning of this episode is Pete. Pete is a boomer. And this episode isn't specifically about the boomers. There's some stuff we can go into about them. It is specifically about where the boomers came from, Vault 34. Vault 34 is highlighted in Fallout New Vegas and is outside of the New Vegas proper area. And as we've discussed with many of these episodes, each of the vaults had their own experiment, unless they were a control vault. And the experiment going on on here with Vault 34 had to do with weapons and ammunition. And according to the fallout.gamepedia.com article about Vault 34, it says, as part of the Vault experiment, the armory was overstocked with weapons and ammunition, and every dweller had unrestricted access to it. It was also equipped with a great number of recreational facilities, including a full-sized swimming pool at the cost of living space. So that was the main experiment here. The idea was, what happens when we put a group of people in a limited amount of space with full access to any weapons they want? That's a good question. This is one of those questions that comes up in society. Uh, This is one of those things that is debated very highly in United States politics. This idea of, is it safer to have full access to weapons like guns, or is it safer to have limited access to weapons? The argument for limited access is pretty simple. If it's harder to get a hold of weapons then less people have them, which means less people are likely to misuse them. The conservative side of the argument would argue that if everybody has weapons, then people are less likely to use them because they know that they're going to be retaliated against with other weapons. And there are arguments for and against both sides of this. And my goal in this episode isn't to dig too much into The which side is right and which side is wrong. We all have our opinions about that. The question here, though, is in the Fallout universe, what happens when you take a group of people and you put them in a limited amount of space and you give them full access to whatever weapons they want? So the article goes on to say, for the first century underground, everything went as planned the vault eventually became overpopulated with low scale violence sprouting up. So now you have the conflict of too many people in too little space. So naturally what happens in human society when, when this occurs is that you have competition for resources, space, food, things like that. Real trouble began around 2230. Large groups of residents started suggesting limited reproductive rights This caused even more violence, leading to the overseer stating that all weapons would be confiscated, so they had access to everything that they could possibly want when it came to weapons, and then now all of a sudden, no access at all. Rather than accept this, a large faction of the vault dwellers left the vault, eventually settling at Nellis Air Force Base as the boomers. Foreseeing future problems, the Overseer had a remote link to the armory lock installed on his terminal. The remaining vault dwellers chafed under increasingly restrictive Overseer rule. After the leave of the boomers, the main exit was sealed and guards posted to prevent anyone else from leaving. Years after, another group unsuccessfully stormed the armory latter a large group of rebels staged an attack on the armory in the weeks of fighting that ensued with most guards at the main exit or armory there was little to stop the damage that was done to other areas in the vault especially the vault's infrastructure and the reactor itself although the situation was contained radiation leakage became a problem And if we know anything here at Fallout Lorecast, we know about radiation leakage. That sounds like one of those warnings they should put on, like, bottles of things. Like, "inert flux warning may cause radiation leakage. So, this becomes a problem, of course. Because what happens when you have a bunch of confined people in a space with radiation leakage in the Fallout universe? Well, of course, something bad's going to happen. And Most likely it's gonna to have to do with mutation or ghouls, right? So around 2279 the most qualified reactor tech Chris Haverson left the vault convinced he was becoming a ghoul Ironically though, he was not the inhabitants he left behind would soon find out though what it would meant to be a, a ghoul He's the one who didn't become a <laughs> Become a ghoul the radiation leakage became more and more serious eventually leading to mass violence in the vault an explosion damaged the reactor and the resulting radiation spill caused many of the inhabitants to perish. Those that survived would fight those whose skin was peeling off and had lost their minds. And that's a quote from uh, from the game. That's what they were calling the ghouls in the vault. However, a small group managed to survive the turmoil and avoid the radiation exposure. They took shelter within the southern section of the vault before a bomb planted in the pool went off, flooding the lower levels and causing the doors to automatically seal. By 2281, they are still there, clinging to life, trapped until someone transfers control to the backup terminal. If the controls are transferred, they evacuate the vault and arrive at the Aerotech office park as refugees. If the vents are closed... Instead, the radiation becomes contained within the vault and back down into the southern section. Now, this vault is a little bit odd in that it has a very large pool area. And I don't know the real reason for doing that other than this idea that they wanted... uh, In thinking through the storyline of how this vault plays out as a writer, you want a reason for the vault to lock down and something having to do with flooding. And so a large pool was a good reason to have the potential for flooding in the vault. I don't know if that was the main reason for that or if there was something that had to do with more recreation space to offset the ability to access weapons to keep people happy. I don't know how that was supposed to play out, but it is Notable that there is specifically a large pool and a recreation area in this vault as opposed to some of these other vaults Now some of the notable loot that you can find in the game includes things like a unique marksman Carbine uh, named the all-american. I don't know if you remember this. I remember picking this up in the game Uh, It's in the armory and is noted here that some companions, especially Boone, if you remember Boone was the sniper companion, will pick up the All-American equip it if they're in your party. Also in the armory, you will find a large stash of ammunition and weapons, such as sniper rifles, missile launchers, a minigun, three blocks of C4, two assault carbines, a riot shotgun, two grenade launchers, and a marksman carbine. Now, one of the most interesting weapons you will find in the vault is the pulse gun. And the pulse gun looks kind of like a 1950s alien blaster. Uh, imagine imagine one of those like 1950s alien blaster guns with little valves and pipes on it. But then at the front, there's a what looks like a little uh, radio dish. Like a little outward focusing dish to send... I don't know pulses of energy i guess and it is a, an energy weapon and you can see pictures of this on the twitter account um I'm, <laughs> I'm doing better again about posting on twitter and getting some pictures and info from the research i've been doing on the twitter accounts i'm trying to make that more of a thing again uh, so go check that out uh, at Fallout Lorecast. and the pulse gun was codenamed the circuit breaker According to the wiki, it says this pulse pistol is a prototype weapon developed for the United States armed forces in order to provide a weapon that would be able to disable power armor out of the fear that the Chinese were developing their own versions. Now, we know that the Chinese didn't get too far in that because they never had power armor show up in conflicts like in uh, Alaska, but the U.S. was gearing up for it. I think they figured out, hey, if this is something that we have and they can back engineer it, then they can make their own version. So we need a weapon that can counter this. So now why is it here specifically in this vault? Well, the story behind it is that the pulse gun was transported by Staff Sergeant Daniels to the vault, Vault 34, by orders of Colonel Roy Blackwell for safekeeping until the manufacturer could retrieve the prototype for production. So there's kind of a, you know, worked around reason for this being in the vault. Now, what are the characteristics of the gun? The pulse gun is an electromagnetic pulse. It's an EMP-based weapon, similar to pulse grenades and pulse mines. Though it delivers minuscule damage to regular targets, it delivers an outstanding amount of bonus damage to robots and those wearing power armor, due to its electromagnetic properties so it breaks down the ability of things that work through electronics to function correctly when fired the pulse pistol suffers from a small delay before discharging due to it building up the charge for the pulse this results in the need to continue aiming on targets after pulling the trigger to ensure a hit so there's kind of a delay on firing Because of the amount of impact damage and the EMP bonus damage being constant, it is essentially unaffected by different ammunition types, perks, chems, and energy weapon skill level. Additionally, the pulse pistol is also ineffective against NCR salvaged power armor, mainly due to the fact that the armor has had all its joint servo motors removed and is no longer power armor in the traditional sense. So there are some other notes here. If the pulse gun is to be used frequently, bulk energy cells can be quite useful. The EMP effect isn't altered by the ammunition while the gun will take longer to break. A single shot in hardcore mode in the game will use 0.39 pounds of ammunition, costing a combined value of 10 caps per per shot. That's an expensive bullet. The pulse gun uses five energy cells per blast, yet it only is possible to get a single empty uh, energy cell from firing it, much like other energy weapons which use more than one cell per shot. When aiming with true iron sights on, you still have a crosshair. And the weapon is potentially very useful when going to the big MT, as encountering robots and other technology is commonplace. And we've spoken a little bit about the big MT. So... That's pretty much all there is about Vault 34. There are some other things you can find in the vault from a gameplay perspective. And there's a bunch of information that we can go in the future into about the boomers and what's going on at the Air Force Base. Now, I don't know how you feel about the availability of weapons, especially when it comes to guns. Things as deadly as a gun that can kill somebody at a distance with a single bullet but I can't imagine living in a situation like this where you are in a very confined space and everybody has weapons available, especially when there's no inherent known external danger. If the vault is sealed and everybody you know in the vault are other vault dwellers, then the availability of weapons seems very useless, I guess. It seems to... Invite conflict. I mean, of course with any group of people and let's say there's even a thousand people in this vault and there's no numbers here for how many people are going to be in this vault at any point in time. But let's say the vault holds, holds a thousand people with a thousand people. There's going to be some conflict. There's going to be a bad egg or two in the group. There will be people who cause problems, people who steal people who even murder. It's part of, the human situation. We're going to have to deal with that. And if that's the case, is it helpful for everyone to be armed to have access to weapons? Or does that just incite more violence? One of the big questions with the real world problem about this is if somebody is in a mental state where they are desperate enough to hurt other people, knowing that they can be retaliated against. If they are trying to make a point, they're not just trying to hold somebody up at the end of a gun and steal their wallet. They are making a point for the bigger society. They see themselves as a martyr in a way. In those situations, they're not concerned about death. They're not concerned about pain. They know going into a terrible situation where they were going to gun down a group of other people that they most likely will not survive. The idea in that case for a lot of people under that mentality is that they will create a situation that gains them infamy, that they will be remembered, that their point will somehow get across through this horrible, horrible action and in dying in the situation, that it will cement their memory as having been involved with this very specific situation, this very terrible thing, and they will be remembered. So having more weapons available for that to happen, is that a good thing? Especially in a confined space. I'm not even talking in our, in our current society where we have millions of people living in large communities and small communities all across, across the world. I'm talking about a very small group of people, a thousand people. If nobody has access to guns because all of the guns are put away, then wouldn't that limit violence or at least deadly violence? The most they can use is a kitchen knife or a, a weapon they've made themselves. But in that case, they hurt one or two people before a bunch of other individuals can jump on them or security shows up. When you have something like the all-American assault rifle in a very confined space like that, you end up with dozens of casualties, not just one or two. Those are my thoughts on it, but I'd like to hear yours. Just as with any of these other topics, I don't have the end-all, be-all answer on any of these things. And one of the wonderful things about these games and the vaults is their ability to raise these questions, make us wonder, what would it actually be like? Would it have actually gone down like this? Let me know what you think. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. Or Parasite from South Korean Netflix. Over a hundred different countries. All you have to do is change your location and refresh Netflix or whatever. Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. In fact, when I set it up for myself, I was surprised at how easy it was. It just installs and then loads up and works. And it works on more than just PCs. Phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and so much more so if you want to access hundreds of new shows use my link right now expressvpn.com falloutlore and you can get an extra three months of expressvpn for free that's expressvpn.com falloutlore expressvpn.com falloutlore to learn more if you have any questions about nuka world i'd be delighted to answer them why don't we ask the newcomer you support the news Hey Vault Dwellers, thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Fallout Lorecast. I really do appreciate you guys hanging out with me every week and all the feedback you send and all the all the love. <laughs> you guys are just, this community is one of the best communities, I think, on the internet. You guys are amazing. And man, there's there's been so much cool stuff that's come out recently for Fallout 76, and I've only had a little bit of time to dive back into it because I'm spending so much of my time working on podcast network stuff and I'm starting another show. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm crazy. Everyone's like, holy crap. How do you do so much stuff? And I think I just might be addicted to making podcasts. Maybe that's it. So my my thought is, okay, I've got the two main shows, Fallout Lorecast and Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Then I have these two side projects. which. Don't have any Patreon accounts associated with them. They're kind of when I've got time kind of shows, like Robots Thoughts, and I record that most of the time when I'm driving in a car, or um, Sleepy Time Stories, which is fun, and it does actually have a, a listener base, surprisingly to me. Um, but it's not one of those shows where I have to do a weekly episode. So if I'm gonna pull any time from any of these other projects, that, that's where I'm gonna get the time. So my thought was, okay, if I can do the lore cast shows and I can dig into the history of these worlds, like the Fallout world and the Elder Scrolls universe, then what about our own universe? And kind of following on the heels of some of these really very popular shows like lore, I'm going to do a show with a very simple name called Myth. And I'm going to dig into the different creation stories and what goes behind human cultures, what really gets at the soul of who we are as people and the stories that show us insights into where we come from. And that's the idea. I'm excited about this because I want to dive back into this kind of content. It's been a while since I've really focused on reading up on these old ancient stories, but I'm excited about it. So I hope you guys will come with me. That should be launched officially sometime in the next week. I do have an uh, initial episode up at anchor.fm slash myth podcast. If you want to go check that out, it's just kind of an introductory episode, but sometime in the next week, uh, and I'll remind you about this on the next show, I will have, an actual feed up on iTunes and all those places. As usual, this stuff takes about a week or two to to really get cleared and put out there for everyone. But I will be updating social media and and really, if if you guys want to continue to help me out, the biggest thing you could possibly do is to give this new show a shot and listen to it. And if you have been kind enough to review the Fallout Lorecast, then If you could drop a review for it as well. If I can get this show out there and into the new and noteworthy in a kind of bigger audience area, then I think that there's some ability for me to continue to grow to do this in front of a bigger audience. Which means that I get even closer to being able to do this full time and make even more great content for you guys. So. That's the idea. That's the plan. We're going to see where that goes. And it is only possible. The success of the show, as always, is only possible because of you guys and your amazing support. So let's go into those topics for this episode. Um, If you are interested in helping support the show, then telling a friend is the best thing you could possibly do. Say, hey, this is an awesome fallout show. Go check it out. Otherwise, uh, leaving a review on iTunes and at the end of this episode, I will review some of our I will review some of the reviews. I will read out some of the reviews that we got on iTunes. And um, outside of that, if you are interested in financially contributing to my ability to put on the show and pay for hosting costs and do all that kind of stuff, and you're interested in an ad free version of the show then go check out patreon.com slash lorecast. Look at the different tiers and the different kinds of things that you can get. There's all sorts of fun rewards for the different tiers that you can subscribe at. And even at just $1 a month, you can get the episodes ad-free from the, the feed that runs on the Patreon. Uh, plus, you can get into the Patreon chat and can be involved with all that kind of stuff. So, lots of fun stuff there. Let's get to the reviews for this week. And actually, before we jump into that, I want to note One extra thing. This show is on the Robots Radio podcast network, which is continuing to grow with other shows. If you're into Fallout shows, go check out Out of the Vault. Um, That show continues to really nail it when it comes to talking about updates for Fallout 76. And Duke has a wonderful radio quality voice, and he has interesting people on the show every week with him. So go check that out. And also, big news in the network space. We have three shoes, three shoes, three shows that I keep on hinting at are about to be launched onto the network. And the first one that should show up sometime in the next week or two, especially with, uh, E3 coming up is the DL, the uh, weekly gaming news show. And it's going to, it's a, it's a great show. It's going to be talking about all the different news in the gaming space, what's going on in press releases and what's going on at E3 and to launch the show, they will be going to E3 sitting through the actual events of E3 and having an episode every day that goes into what things were released and were revealed and, and that kind of stuff. So, um super super fun stuff uh I might get a chance to guest on an episode and talk about some of the Bethesda announcements fingers crossed for Starfield release information maybe we'll see so yes yeah, so super excited about that stuff um I will share links for their show when it is officially live and that should only be about a week or so until that's out so I'm excited about that and I think you guys would love the show so Enough um, promoting other shows on the network. We're going to move into talking about ourselves. Yay. So (laughs) thank you, everybody, who takes the time to review and rate the show on iTunes. This is a big help getting people to understand what the show is about and to give it a shot. And we have it's been another busy week. You guys, we've got six more reviews in the last week. The first one is from Squidward. (laughs) all right squidward uh who writes five stars robots you rule and man you guys are nailing it with the zeros in the name uh robots dude thank you for this i am a longtime fallout fan built my first computer to play fallout 1 and the lore is what kept me all these years you're awesome and thank you you definitely get a plus three to charisma for all this awesome plus three to charisma it's like i'm wearing a fancy suit or something in one of the games anyway uh on to the next one jared shackleford says five stars great for a deep dive i love the fallout series and this podcast is great for a background of the series while driving around at work all day i binged the whole series so far holy crap guys you guys are nuts so many of you have said things like I just found the podcast last week and I've already made it through all the episodes. <laughs> I'm like, holy moly. That's amazing. Um, I need to say though, a little upset with the North Dakota comment, but I get it. Keep it up. Are you from North Dakota? You're from the U S maybe no. Well, if you're from the U S then you can't be from North Dakota because North Dakota is actually Canada singer. Anyway, thank you for the review, Jared. I appreciate it. Then we have JK Parrott from the U S five stars. Hi robots. Hi, how's life? I'm new to fallout and I find, and I found this podcast. It's awesome. Simple, direct, right to the point. I do appreciate that. Mr. Parrot, Mrs. Parrot, Lady Parrot, Miss Parrot, Mrs. Parrot, whatever you go by JK. Maybe I'll just call you JK. Thanks for that. I do appreciate it. Then we've got a nice long review from the Neo God in the United States who writes five stars outstanding fallout podcast. I have been a fan of the Fallout series since I discovered Fallout 3 in 2009. Me too. I have been listening to Robots Podcast since last week, and it has been awesome so far. Most of the Fallout podcasts I listen to do not focus heavily on the lore, which is so great about this. I always enjoy learning more about the Fallout universe because there are always things that I miss while playing the games. Yeah, the games are huge. You're not going to catch everything. I must also say that you have already helped me to pass several hours at work, which would be unbearable without awesome people making great podcasts such as yourself. This is easily one of the best podcasts I've listened to. I will be catching up and listening to each new episode as they come out. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you so much. The Neo God. I really do appreciate that is extremely high praise. Um, I that's I've mentioned this before on other shows, but that is one of the reasons why I listen to podcasts to help me get through the day, to help me get through my commute or my time at work. So being able to do that for you is is high praise because I don't just go listen to any show. I always pick up the certain ones that I really, really want to wanna to dive into. So I appreciate that. Then we have uh Unij Unij? Uni Edge? Uni Edge, I bet it's Uni Edge in the United States, who writes great podcast, five stars, awesome show that dives J2, I think that's supposed to be into some cool facts and theories around the Fallout universe related to our world and other media based around Fallout. Highly recommended. Host is easy to listen to, and the podcast doesn't overstay its welcome with length. Awesome. I'm glad you do appreciate those aspects of the show as they are intentional. <laughs> then we have Weekend Tacos, who writes Awesome podcast, five stars. It's about time we had a true podcast fallout lore podcast this is the true fallout lore podcast that's how I should start the show from now on so thank you to everybody who took the time to write words in your review I know those of you who don't write words are still rating the show and that is also a help but if you do take time to put words in then I will read them on the show also one last thing to announce I am trying out a new a new thing on this show and it's going to be on all of my shows. The ability for you to send a Jumbotron announcement. And what this means is that you can go to robotsradio.net and click on the Jumbotron link in the menu. And for initially the low cost of $25, and for some people that's going to be too much Totally get it. Other shows who do this, other networks will charge upwards of $100, $200 for this service. So I've got it discounted from what other shows do. So $25, you can put in whatever message you want to be read by me on the show. And if this is something that you guys like, then it's going to roll out to other shows on the network as well. So if you want to hear Duke in his low, dulcet tones say something really nice to your best friend, or if you want to advertise your guild, or anything like that, then you can, you can go on the website, you can put in, uh, it's just like a PayPal link. You you pay the PayPal link, you, you connect through, you put in a little message and which show you want it to show up on and we'll get it and we'll read your message on the show. And this is pretty much good for anything unless it's like extremely vulgar or violent or just terrible. In which case, sorry, I guess you can't do that because that's horrible. But if it's a, you know, (laughs) well-meaning bit of information that you would like to share or a thank you or just something you want to say to the community in general. We're happy to help support that. So go check that out, robotsradio.net. Look for the Jumbotron link. And otherwise, I think that's it for this week. Uh, Usually I have some sort of quirky, funny thing to say at the end. So I'm going to say make sure that if you are living in a vault with a lot of weapons that you also Ah, oh, geez. Have a weapon? Oh, it's so terrible. It's such a dark world. All right. So I guess be good and don't shoot anybody. Have a good week. See you guys later. Thanks for listening to the Fallout Lorecast. All sounds and music are owned by Bethesda Softworks and no copyright infringement is intended. If you have something you'd like to contribute to the show, please contact us at falloutlorecast at gmail.com or follow us and post some messages to us on twitter at falloutlorecast and if you'd like to support the show tell a friend or check out the rewards you can get for becoming a patron at patreon.com slash falloutlorecast i really appreciate you listening and i'd love to hear from you soon